whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you're producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. You know, I think the biggest advantage that, that a lot of you know first-time entrepreneurs have is that uh, we don't know how hard it's going to be. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show. I am really, really excited to have our next guest here. We have Marshall Mosier here, who is the founder and CEO of Vestigo. And you may or may not know what Vestigo is, but we're going to tell you and we're going to share a lot of insights. And we are so lucky to have Marshall here with us. I just learned that he's doing a TED Talk uh, this weekend, and it's very, very exciting to have him share a little bit about what that process is like, probably, but also just on everything that he's learned about leadership and 
of course, a little bit more about Vestigo and his journey. But Vestigo is a company that builds virtual reality adventure experiences that take corporate leadership training to the next level. And think of it as digitized ropes courses um, that help strengthen teams by taking them through VR adventure challenges like crossing a crevice at the base of Everest. We've had a few Everest climbers on on this podcast. It's been fun to uh, to kind of think of a safer way maybe to uh, to an easier way, less time-consuming way to, to get there. I loved reading that Marshall was inspired to create Vestigo and incorporate his three main in- interests, adventure, technology, and entrepreneurship into a company that he loves getting up and working on every single day. And he's worked with some of the largest brands and coolest brands out there, including one of my former uh, companies that I worked with in the early days, CNN and uh, Microsoft, Home Depot, Mercedes-Benz, Chick-fil-A. He's also the host of the podcast Inside the Adventure. Uh, So we cannot wait to dig in to hear a little bit more about what Marshall is up to in the world of VR and entrepreneurship. So welcome, Marshall. Thanks, Kara. It's great to be here. Super great to have you. So take me back to the beginning. Where did the sense of adventure come from? Who was Marshall as a young kid? I always like to ask that just to get a little bit of kind of background and and maybe a little feel for our, were you always this like, crazy adventurer and and tell me a little bit more about Marshall. Yeah, I think so. So I grew up here in Atlanta, which is where I'm based right now, uh, as an only child. And I think, you know, growing up as an only child with, I'm sure other only children would relate to this, we got to find a way to entertain ourselves somehow. We don't have a little, you know, brother to pick on or something. So I had this, I was kind of in like, you know, metro suburban Atlanta, and I had this drainage pipe thing in my backyard that would go under the road into this like, you know, wooded area of this golf course community. It was just a drainage pipe in the woods. And I would imagine this pipe as like this tunnel to another dimension. And I would always like want to go hike through it and go on adventures. And of course, I'd scare my parents from the idea of like some flash flood, you know, drowning me in this tunnel or something. But yeah, I was always running out trying to get in trouble, climbing trees. And yeah, I mean, I didn't know what adventure was, but always running off to, to do something like that for sure. That's wild. And so fast forward a few years. So I read that 2015, you received a full scholarship from Google. Can you tell us a little bit more about where that took you? Yeah, totally. Well, I um, eventually uh, you know, went to the University of Georgia for school. And at the time, I thought I wanted to go to med school. So I was pre-med. Um, but the more I started shadowing doctors, um, you know, going and seeing how hospitals work, the more I realized that uh, I didn't really uh, love medicine uh, itself, but really loved the combination of adventure sports, which I had found while I was in college, instead of just running in you know, little adventures in my backyard, finding uh, you know, real action sports as a way to turn those you know, adventures into real life. And um, I was also studying public health with my pre-med interests, and I, I started to learn how a lot of action sports and just sports in general were really powerful tools to help uh, people have better health outcomes from a uh, lifestyle uh, perspective of just staying more active and healthy. Of course, you know, health is really focused on two things, diet and activity. I was really interested in the activity piece and how that was sustainable and not just uh, 
you know, spring break. Uh, I want to go to the gym and get fit to look good at the beach, but how we can do things that we love as passions that keep us more active and healthy um, from a health standpoint. And what I was learning in all my public health classes uh, was really shedding light on how important that is, especially here in the U.S., So I eventually translated that passion for medicine into helping people to live a more active and healthy lifestyle. And at the time, I was really interested in what what technology was enabling in the sharing economy, kind of like, you know, the Uber and Airbnb concepts out there, a platform that would connect the supply and the demand together. And I really wanted to do that for adventure sports as a way. Thinking about what's for dinner, but you haven't had a minute to even think about it before now? Well, let's not make that mistake again. I have a tip for you. Factor. Stress-free, delicious, ready-to-eat meals, just perfect for spring and summer yumminess. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes or less. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options keto, vegan, veggie, or calorie smart, Factor has you covered. Discover more than 60 add-ons every week too, like breakfast and on-the-go lunch choices, snacks and beverages now too. Stay fueled and feel good all day long with whatever they are creating over at Factor for you. And the best part, each meal is ready to eat in just two minutes or less. And who wouldn't want that? Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Get started today and fuel up for your spring and summer goals. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash golden50 and use code golden50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code golden50 at factormeals.com slash golden50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's code GOLDEN50 at factormeals.com slash GOLDEN50 to get 50% off, plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is 
super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It encouraged more people to learn how to get into rock climbing or whitewater kayaking um, or mountain biking, uh, that all these things that generally have pretty high barriers of entry. But if you find the right person who can teach you, it really isn't that hard. So we came up with this idea um, in an entrepreneurship class at UGA, actually, it's my last semester, uh, that would be a tech economy, you know, tech sharing economy platform that connects local guides that had the, the gear and the knowledge to be able to take people on these experiences with people who wanted to learn them and take that first step for the first time. And that was the concept that we applied to Singularity University with, which was in partnership with Google at the time and um, uh, got a, you know, full ride to this program at the time it was called GSP, the um, uh, Global Solutions Program, yeah. Global Startup Program, and um, got a chance to learn from some of the best minds in Silicon Valley for 10 weeks on how to combine this passion for impact and technology uh, and entrepreneurship. And um, it was definitely one of the most uh, kind of transformative, impactful programs uh, that I've ever been through, for sure. I love that. You know, it's it's interesting. I was speaking at a small event in Silicon Valley the other day. And everybody from, it was actually a legal conference um, that had asked me to come and, and keynote this conference. And and the audience makeup was a lot of engineers, a lot of people who were working in tech, not working in beverages, which is, is as you and I talked about, my day job. And, you know, it was fascinating because I heard from so many of those people that were sitting in the audience that just hearing about other people's stories helps them to think about what could be. And I think it's fascinating to hear about your experience with Singularity because I think that that is very much a, when I think about describing Silicon Valley to people, there's just this mindset here that it just, there's this acceptance of kind of, you know, you do what you do during the day, but I think everybody wants to think a little bit outside of the box. How do we look at the future? How do we look at what could possibly be? So I love to hear that you had such a great experience there because I've heard this over and over again. And I, I really think it speaks to Silicon Valley and kind of what what they do here and in many ways. And as many of you know, that I'm based uh, not traditionally in Silicon Valley, but just up north a little bit in Marin County. So close enough. But uh, but I like I, it there even better. Yeah, I, I love love the mindset. So let's talk about your company Vestigo. So what made you start Vestigo then? Yeah. So at the time when we were going through Singularity, it was 
more focused on the consumer in terms of how we'd help individuals to find those experiences to mm-hmm. get into a new hobby that would inherently you know, promote greater um uh you know personal well-being through um these you know inherently active activities but the more we got into it the more we realized that there was actually a really big opportunity on the B2B side. Of course, I think a lot of first-time founders focus on B2C, you know, consumer-focused companies because we're consumers as individuals. And the mm-hmm. problems we have, we tend to, um, you know, think about more than the problems that businesses have. But the more I learned at Singularity, I actually found a technology that I'd heard of but didn't really have any firsthand experience with, which was virtual reality. So we got a chance to learn from, uh, you know, one of the best VR experts at the Stanford VR lab and get introduced to what this technology could do eventually. And then we were also learning about what the future of work might look like in terms of, uh, and this was, of course, you know, pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, yeah. but learning about how the future of work would be very much focused on digital connection. You know, Zoom didn't really exist at the time, but through video conferencing uh, and remotely connecting um, employees and teams instead of all being together in the same office. So I really loved the concept of using these really powerful experiences, these action sport experiences, not just for personal transformation and growth, but for team transformation and growth and using virtual reality as another means of connecting teams. So the more we went down that route, of course, we had to wait for the technology to get a little bit better on the VR side. But when it finally uh, became usable, we started creating virtual reality adventure challenges as an opportunity to not just practice you know, the physical fitness muscle, but also the mental muscle of getting outside of our comfort zone, challenging our limits. And the the magic that would happen as a team when you do that as a group of individuals who work together um, at a company. So we would recreate these real life adventure environments, like like you mentioned, um, you know, base camp at Mount Everest and the Kumbu Icefall, the first step in climbing Mount Everest. And we'd recreate the challenge of crossing these crevasses in the Kumbu Icefall, which is just walking across a ladder that spans from one side of this big crack in the ice to the other. But virtual reality replicates that terrifying feel of uh, fear of heights that we would experience when we would actually be out there doing it in real life. And that fear and overcoming that fear together with your team creates a lot of really powerful opportunities for one, relationship building and trust building, but also various themes in leadership development that we can teach for teams that are completely remote. They might not uh, actually be physically together. Virtual reality is the tool that can bridge that geographic gap. So the more we started going down that route, the more we really focused on virtual reality, especially when the pandemic hit, of course, we had real life in-person adventure experiences and virtual experiences, just whether a team wanted to do something in person or if they were remote for virtual reality. But COVID forced us to focus exclusively on virtual reality because we couldn't do anything in person. Mm -hmm. Even though these in-person adventure challenges, for sure, they're more impactful because they have the mental challenge and the physical challenge. But COVID was both a, a challenge in meaning that half of our business sort of went away overnight, but also an opportunity to really focus on the impact and the power of virtual reality in a time that um, the world was quickly moving towards virtual connection. And now, of course, we're 100% focused on these virtual adventure challenges for connecting remote teams. Uh, And COVID was actually a really great launching point to um, really take um, control over the the market for virtual reality team building. What do you think was... I mean, it's one thing to say, okay, I've got this idea for a virtual reality team building company, taking you back to some of the, you know, earliest days of this. What, how did you get started? I mean, what did you, you weren't in the event space, you weren't in the, um, you know, 
leadership, sales leader, I don't know, like who's sort of in that space. But how did you, how did you just get started? What was your first event like? Yeah, it's tough. You know, I think the biggest advantage that a lot of, you know, first time entrepreneurs have is that uh, we don't know how hard it's going to be. So a little bit of uh, that naive optimism to do something before we realize how hard it's actually going to be. Um, But of course, we we learned a lot about virtual reality from Singularity University. We're connected to some really amazing people um, and uh, learned how to make a prototype and a minimal viable product to test whether virtual reality was going to be effective in the team building and leadership development space for teams. So of course, at the time, we were focused 100% on these real-life in-person adventure challenges. And we did work with some really great facilitators on the leadership development side, who were executive leadership coaches, organizational psychologists, who took the themes of the experience of what you're doing physically and connected the dots between that and what we wanted to accomplish from a leadership development standpoint. So the experience, we already had a lot of the pieces of that puzzle put together. We really just had to translate it into virtual reality. But before going out and spending a lot of money building a virtual reality experience, which of course takes a lot of time and is expensive, we wanted to really lean into this concept of you know the lean startup of creating a minimal viable product to test whether VR could have this effect. And there are some apps on the app store that we were able to use as experiences along with our leadership development curriculum to see if this was something that would be effective for companies and if it's something that companies would even be interested in buying. So we just found apps on the app store. Like for instance, there's this one app called the Richie's Plank Experience, one of the ones that we actually learned about at the Stanford VR lab. It's one of the oldest ones in VR, where it's this virtual plank that looks like it's coming out of the side of you know a thousand foot tall building. And all you do is just walk out to the end of this plank and see if you can jump off the edge. And of course, in real life, you're just walking on your floor, whether it's your office or living room floor. But in virtual reality, you feel like you're actually on this plank and it terrifies the hell out of people. There's all kinds of hilarious YouTube videos. If you type in Richie's plank VR fail, you could spend hours watching some of these. The, the point of the story is that it works. It really creates that psychological uh, fear reaction. That's really what we wanted. That was kind of the magic secret sauce to create these impactful experiences. Um, So we tested that with our leadership development programming and it worked. So once that worked and once we started to get some traction with those, we were like, all right, we can actually put some time and effort resources into building our own version of, um, of what this first experience showed us was possible. That's awesome. Well, I always, uh, one of the chapters in my book, Undaunted, that I wrote about a year ago, you and I were just chatting about it, is about how personal experiences uh, teach us a lot about what we're capable of. And they, uh, I think, you know, this whole concept of of separating personal from, from business is not reality when you think about all of the challenges we all go through day to day. I mean, hence, you know, even the pandemic and sort of all that we've learned about ourselves. So the chapter that uh, I wrote about my experience with the Grand Canyon and how I'm terrified of heights and how I decided I made a conscious decision to put myself into a situation, did lots of planning. I thought I had it all figured out. I started at four o'clock in the morning, so I couldn't see uh, the floor of the Grand Canyon when I 
started out and uh, lots of things happened along the way, including uh, running into a snake, a coyote. I was almost killed by a herd of goats that went over my head um, along the way. I mean, it was just a, it was just this amazing experience. And there were things that happened along the way that I couldn't plan for, uh, that no one had told me about, and that what I realized is that so much of what I had endured as an entrepreneur that I relied on myself to kind of get out of situations, but also just going through that experience allowed me to be better for the next time. Whether or not I do another hike like that, uh, probably will, um, but also just as a leader, that when you go through experiences, so I totally get what you're talking about. I think it's an important piece for sure. So, so when the pandemic hit, tell me a little bit about, you know, you're cranking in your business. You've got mm-hmm. all these, you know, amazing accounts uh, that you're, you've been working with. Everybody's super happy. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, we're going to go to virtual. And, uh, and so how did you think about that as how prepared were you at this point? Did you ever think that you would get to, uh, to be a even partially virtual company or what, how did you think about this? Yeah. Well, you know, just like your story from the Grand Canyon, uh, and this is actually a big theme in my TED talk. I think a lot of times our greatest opportunities for growth and transformation sometimes are on the other side of the things we fear most. And for us, even though virtual reality since the beginning has always been in our roadmap, uh, most of our revenue that was funding uh, the operations of the company, keeping the lights on, was still coming from those in-person adventure experiences. And those stopped overnight. So definitely one of our greatest fears became a reality, as did with most companies with COVID. Um, But like I mentioned, that also presents a big opportunity for growth and transformation. And we had fortunately put a lot of the pieces in place that we needed for virtual reality to be a big part of the future of what we were building. Um, and we had fortunately already done that. Um, but of course, you're no one's ever fully ready when something like that happens. So there were um, there were a few months when our revenue as a company went to zero, flatlined, as I'm sure a lot of other companies, especially services, events-based companies, experienced. Um, but a few months went by, and companies started to realize that it wasn't the end of the world. That remote work was here to stay, at least for a while. And that if you're going to keep your talent and retain your team, you're still going to have to focus on building and improving those team relationships and investing in the ability for your team to perform uh, at their peak level in a remote setting. So finally, companies started to realize that they had to find some way to engage their team remotely and started looking for solutions to do that. Of course, Zoom and video conferencing uh, was a big component, but companies also started looking for other ways like virtual reality. Of course, VR hasn't really taken off from a mainstream perspective. Uh, it's getting close, and at the time, it you know was a lot less. So a lot of what we had to do was uh, pretty strong outbound sales, both to the companies we'd worked with on the in-person events side, as well as to other companies we thought would be a good fit. And really teach people what virtual reality was and how it was more than just a video game you know, console for kids, how it was a really powerful tool for remote work. And that gave us an opportunity to showcase that 
through a relatively cheap piece of technology, you can teleport your team into a virtual office together um, or to the side of Mount Everest together for uh, inspirational team building activity or for a brainstorming session at a virtual whiteboard all in a virtual office. And once we really started to showcase what VR could do, um, we started to be um, uh, kind of position ourselves as the virtual reality team building and team development company started to get more inbound as well. So like I mentioned before, it was a really challenging um, situation, but a big opportunity for growth in what we would become as a virtual reality company. That's awesome. And so do you think that it becomes totally virtual as people start to come back into, uh, you know, in like live in-person events? I mean, I've just now started to uh, pick up my keynotes and and um, they're starting. They're smaller. Uh, a lot right. of, I don't think anyone's doing, I mean, I think there's, there's a few 3,000 person events. I haven't been invited to them, but it's, uh, it's definitely they're coming back. They're coming back, but but I think more than anything, it's more like a couple hundred people at most. Do you think that that's like, where do you see your company fitting into the future? Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's nothing better than reality because it's real and virtual, uh, will always be a component, but, but real life, um, events and and opportunities to get together are are always going to be better until the day when we have the technology to be like the matrix and you can't tell virtual reality is virtual. Um, But in-person is always going to be sought after and be better until that point. But I do think that virtual reality is going to be a stronger tool for times we don't really have to come together. Hmm. I think it's shown the world, and as virtual reality grows, it's it's beginning to show this even more, that it is a really powerful alternative to a Zoom-based connection to the point where you really do feel like you're actually there. But of course, nothing's better than actually being there in person. But in terms of engaging teams and coming together as communities, real life, is not the only way to go about it. We don't have to get on a plane t- on a plane and buy that expensive plane ticket for you know a one day event to just fly back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the days of you know fly- traveling across the country for you know an hour business meeting and then traveling back, I think those are over. Um, but of course, it will be a mix between in person and virtual. And a lot of companies that we're working with and talking to are looking at that hybrid approach of having um, their team come into the office a few days of week of the week and then work from home a few days of the week and converting that office space to more collaborative space, um, but also being able to be productive at home and saving a lot of money on downsizing that office space and turning it into something that is more efficient uh, and utilized for the um, things that really can only be done in, together in person. But uh, to answer your question, I think it's going to be a hybrid of, of both, but it's definitely easier to connect virtually than it ever has been. And I think that was one of the, the really positive benefits that COVID brought uh, the world of remote work. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about your business th- this weekend and thinking about, you know, one of the questions that I always ask people, like what makes a great leader? I think the the interesting thing is is that you know speaking about heights and it's something that I've I've realized and my husband has realized my husband's not afraid of heights but he's realized over the years that there's moments where he can see it 
in me where, I mean, something as simple as like the Empire State Building, you know, will go up to the top and I just become, you know, very shaky, very uneasy in some ways. And for him, even though he's not necessarily experiencing it, for him, I think it's really focused on on how can he support other people and how can he become a more empathetic leader, right? And I bet mm-hmm. you see that in these teams, how it might not be happening to you. It might not be something that uh, you're feeling along the way when you see the uh, glaciers about to come down on you. But how do you actually support teams more? Tell me a little bit about what you've seen. What is what is kind of the most memorable or craziest experiences you've seen along the way? Yeah, I love that story about the Empire State Building, because that's so true. I think a lot of us have, you know, wondered what it would be like to fly. But then when we think about it, the fear of falling, uh, you kind of overwhelms that excitement of what it would be like to fly and we we stay on the ground. But the more we start to think about it, the more we can feel comfortable with that idea of heights, that idea of flying, mm-hmm. if you're going to use that as a metaphor, if we have the people that believe in us and support us mm-hmm. uh, to be there almost as our wings. So if you use the metaphor of flying and wings, the people who are around us are the wings that can catch us if we fall and help to take away that fear of falling that comes with that fear or that you know a dream of, of flying. So the more that we can be there for the people we work with, uh, and and serve as their wings through encouragement and you know positive um, you know um, you know uh, just reinforcement and and encouragement around the challenge that someone is dealing with. The more that person feels comfortable with that environment um, that might be challenging them. So really giving people the opportunity to do that is is really the kind of secret sauce that creates really powerful connection uh, and relationships. So. When someone is you know, right there on the edge of the crevasse crossing that ladder and having those same feelings of fear of heights, or, or if someone is in an in-person adventure experience, like we used to take teams rappelling, where you'd be you know, using a rope to walk you know, backwards down the side of a cliff, uh, regardless of whatever environment you're in, that fear of heights triggering that challenge, someone feels that they can't overcome, the way to overcome that is actually have to have the people that are around you support you and cheer you on and give you the courage that you didn't think you had yourself. Um, and the more that we can get, uh, you know, the leader of a group to exhibit both that support as well as the vulnerability around the fact that they also feel that fear and that challenge themselves, uh, the more the team is going to come together around that. Yeah, definitely. And the more that you go through things or hear things along the way uh, that, maybe people are doubting you or don't you build this team uh anyway i i totally get what you're what you're talking about one of the people that we had on uh, my show a couple of months ago who's a very good friend of mine is Allison Levine i don't know if you're familiar with Allison but um she was actually leading the first women's uh trip to Everest um a few years ago and, uh, you know, a two month trek and uh, was going through that crevice. And um, and the one thing that she talks a lot about is, is that complacency will kill you. And mm-hmm. that is one of the points in particular that she stops everyone at when she's describing her story and how when that team 
almost died on the way up, uh, they um, they really built this bond when, I guess, when you almost uh, don't make it together, too. Um, there's some laughter, there's some tears, there's some, you know, real emotions, but there's a bonding that goes on. And she talks about that. And uh, anyway, it's a, it's totally. very, yeah, it's a lot. It's, um, it's a very emotional time for sure. It's so super powerful. And, you know, a lot of professional sports teams and the military really understand this. You know, the more mm -hmm. you can put a team through a shared challenge, especially when there's the risk of death um, or even the perception of the risk of, of some type of you know bodily injury, uh, even if that perception isn't real, like in virtual reality, pushing through that shared challenge is what builds that really powerful team. Uh, and that's why, you know, sports teams and the military use the types of training that they use. But realistically, companies can't really do those types of things um, with, you know, a team of all different types of physical fitness levels. But we can all practice that mental challenge and the mental strength of pushing through an obstacle like that. Uh, and that's really the, I think, the power of virtual reality. But yeah, that's an awesome story. I'll have to um, listen to that episode with Allison. Yeah, definitely check it out. And if you, uh, she also did a TED Talk. If you haven't heard her TED Talk, nice. speaking of TED Talks, uh, you should definitely listen to Allison's TED Talk. But also tell me about your upcoming TED Talk and and uh, how did you decide to, to apply to do it? Yeah, so... Speaking of overcoming things that uh, we fear and then challenges, uh, you know, public speaking is actually the number one challenge in the U.S. Fear of heights is number two. So which is hilarious that people would rather uh, jump off a cliff than speak in front of the crowd. But for whatever reason, um, it's very true. And I've always wanted to get more into sharing this story, this theme and my personal story. Public speaking has always been something that scared me, too. So it's it's trying to kind of be that first leap into um, uh, kind of sharing uh, that journey and getting more into that space. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for it. It's coming up this Sunday. Super, super excited. So definitely let us know. We'll try and put it in the notes too, to get people to watch it. And um, I'm really, really excited to see it. So uh, w one other fun fact that I read about, I read that you are a test pilot. I need to figure out how to get this gig. <laughs> so definitely would get over my fear of heights in order to go try this. So test pilot at Gravity Industries, where you get to wear a jet suit and fly around. So it's, uh, can you give us a little bit of background on how you got this gig? I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. So Gravity is a, a UK based company uh, that Richard Browning, the founder, has done a really amazing you know, feat of engineering and taking micro gas turbines, these little jet engines, they're exact same as big jet engines. They're just little used for model aircrafts and remote control jets and figured out a way to take those jet engines and you know, strap them to your body in various configurations that can allow you to fly by force vectoring. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you can very easily find videos on YouTube or Instagram, Instagram, you know, gravity I've industries. I've seen them. It's, um, they're amazing. It's, it's amazing. And, um, around the time when gravity was starting to, uh, branch off with not just speaking engagements, but starting to learn how we can actually get people in the suit to learn how to do it themselves. Um, I was uh, kind of just transitioning Vestigo from these in-person, you know, executive leadership adventure experiences to virtual reality and very much using these adventure challenges to teach 
themes and leadership development. And it was a really great opportunity to work with Gravity to actually help create jet suit training opportunities in the US that we could use from, you know, an ex- a super high end version of a Vestigo experience, a, um, you know, adventure challenge that could teach themes and leadership development. So uh, I helped Gravity commercialize the jet suit training program in the United States and bring what they were doing in the UK here to the US. And we do uh, two training experiences a year um, out in uh, your side of the country, uh, but down in LA in Camarillo. Um, and give people the chance to not just see the jet suit or hear about it or hear Richard speak at a conference, but actually put it on and learn how to fly it. And it's a pretty amazing experience. Oh, that's so great. It sounds like so much fun. So it's uh, definitely on my bucket list. If you need a volunteer, I, I'm I'm here for you. So <laughs> I'll I, let you know next time we do it. We yeah, do it. no, I would I would absolutely love to do it. And your podcast, by the way, Inside the Adventure, is truly terrific. Can you tell share a little bit more about uh, your podcast with people? Thanks. Yeah, it's a lot of stories, probably like Allison's that you mentioned, uh, of people uh, doing amazing things in the world of adventure and travel and trying to get the inside stories of how these, you know, record setting Red Bull action sport athletes and founders of, you know, adventure themed companies, um, how they've combined their passion and their profession in the world of travel and adventure um, to do what they've done. And it's really trying to be the inside story behind not just, you know, what they've done that's made them, um, you know, popular and well known, but but how they got there. Super similar to the How I Built This podcast by Mm -hmm. NPR, but not just for entrepreneurship, but for lifestyle design in the adventure space. I absolutely love it and encourage everybody to listen to it. It's it's a lot of fun. So, well, thank you so much, Marsha. Where do people find out a little bit more about you and and uh, besides the podcast? Yeah, people can always find me and reach out to me on Instagram. And then from the link in my bio, see all the other things that I do, uh, the company, the podcast, all of that. Um, and it's just at Marshall Mosher on Instagram. Terrific. So thank you so much for coming on today, Marshall, and sharing everything with us. Good luck on the TED Talk. Very, very excited for you and can't wait to watch it for sure. And uh, it's just great to hear how you've combined so much of what you love with your passion and inspire so many people to get out of their element. And And I really, really believe you probably have inspired people to not just think about themselves, but also to think about lifting others, which is is what I think we all need to be doing more of. And uh, I absolutely love it. So thank you again for coming on. And thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode. We're here every Monday and Wednesday on The Kara Golden Show. And if you like this episode, please Give it five stars. Definitely Marshall would appreciate that as well. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify too. And uh, definitely follow me on all social channels at Kara Golden with an I. And finally, if you have not picked up a copy of my book or downloaded it from Audible, it's called Undaunted, Overcoming Doubts and Doubters. Definitely do that too. And while you're at it, pick up a case of Hint or any of our other fun products that are out there. 
really, really appreciate all of you for listening and for inspiring me to continue doing this. And and uh, with all these great guests that come on, I feel really, really grateful and fortunate to be able to do everything that I'm doing every day. So thanks again, everyone. And thanks again, Marshall. Have a wonderful week with uh, all that you are doing. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Marshall. Thanks for having me on, Karen. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.